Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. We ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs, I'm not, and, I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that, so... And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. Huh? 
I no, we're going to give you a hard time. I'm going to bring on a headache from hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are a headache from hell, Bob. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Strike one. All right. Uh, folks, we would uh, remind you to check out one of our partners, Strong Style Life Clothing. You can check them out at www.sslclothing.com. You can find a lot of cool shirts there, the Caleb Conley shirt, Cedric Alexander, Corey Hollis, John Schuyler, several other folks are there. Tessa Blanchard has a shirt there. They also have the Legacy line of clothing that is available at www.sslclothing.com. And as always, Laura has our grand Facebook page information. Our Facebook page is www.facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine. How was your week? Um, well, you know, um, NXT, I know we're going to talk about that. That was probably the highlight of my week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing um, someone had said, and I think it might have been Brian, who said mm-hmm. that, you know, WWE booked an indie show with a big budget. Mm-hmm. Basically. Well, then, and I know well, you... You you want to talk about NXT too, but that was probably the highlight of my week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had a uh, I had a crazy dream last night. Oh lord! I did. I had a crazy dream, and then, okay. and and what's even crazier is what happened today. I had the craziest dream that I was at some WWE house show that mm-hmm. probably seated only two hundred and fifty people. Well, well, we know that's not, you know, you know that this is a right. dream, right? So I'm walking by the back door, and CM Punk sticks his head out and says, Hey, buddy, come here. And he offers me 100 bucks to use his cell phone to try to call Vince McMahon. It's crazy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I, think what, I think what it is, is I think all this CM Punk talk, from last mm-hmm. week, and the feedback and the comments that I that I got, which were all positive, by the way, folks, if you hadn't noticed, all positive. I think it just started getting to me. So then I'm at work, and we've got a little radio that's at work, and I think it's set to like a, like a classic station, classic rock, whatever. And guess what comes on the radio today? Uh, cult of personality. Thank you. So I'm sitting there and I'm working and I hear the da 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 da, da and I'm like, holy mother of God! <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I mean, you know, we just we're just shooting the stuff here. I don't know what you were expecting this week. I mean, the expectation level was low for Laura and I because. <laughs> Coming up with awards and, and picking out favorites is an easy thing. Preparing for guests is the hard work. We didn't have any hard work this week. So we're just you True. Know, rambling on about migraine, headaches, and CM Punk. <laughs> like peas and carrots. At any rate, like Laura was saying, the you know the big news this week was the Internet exploding again over the last NXT event. Uh, and I posted on Twitter um, – that the current staff of writers and segment producers up on the main roster have to be asking themselves, 
why they can't create that type of product for primetime audiences on Mondays and Fridays. I mean, everybody was going on about this show. The answer has to start and end with Vince McMahon. And you can throw Kevin Dunn in there and the backstage segment producers, Arn Anderson, Jamie Noble, Joey Mercury. You know, they're, they're not just J&J security folks. These guys are also segment producers, which they handle, you know, ongoing feuds between wrestlers, storylines, angles, all that other junk, okay? They have to start realizing that they're going to have to cater to the wrestling fan of today. Because I would remind everybody, all of the six-year-old fans who first fell in love with John Cena are now 20 years old. Yeah, if you can right. believe that. So, you know, it's, uh, it's something that the WWE has to be aware of. They have to be cognizant of it. I, I don't see how they can't be. They, well, they pay people to monitor social media. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think, you Laura? You think. Well, you know, and also, too, there, there's a rumor, and I don't know, uh, if it's how much truth there is to this, that John Cena, you know, was, you know, giving everybody um, probably more than a pep talk, but was talking about how, you know, NXT just showed us up. We're going to have to step it up. And here's my thing to that is that you have people who have stepped it up, and they get the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. It's not that people aren't stepping up. You've got Dolph Ziggler. Cesaro, even Jack Swagger, you've got this core group of people who are ready to grab that quote-unquote brass ring, Mm -hmm. and the rug gets jerked out from under them every time they start getting a push. Dolph Ziggler is a prime example. I know Mm -hmm. that he runs his mouth backstage. I, I understand that. So does Cesaro. However, you know, you've got to... When Hogan left, I truly believe what saved WWE were people like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in the Attitude Error. Well, mm-hmm. you can't have an Attitude Error again. No. And one of the main reasons is that you're a publicly traded company now. Correct. You can't do you those have to be things. Well, they correct. Yeah. You have to be aware. Yeah. And, you know, Pandora's box has already been open. You can't really um, duplicate that. But with that being said... I think Vince, and I know a lot of people might get on my case about this, but I think he needs to maybe step back, step down, and not have such a pivotal role. And I know that's probably, well, it is virtually impossible to do that. Because obviously Triple H can book a show like NXT, and it'd be Mm -hmm. wonderful. And Mm -hmm. then you've got lackluster things going on on Raw, that, you know, I didn't even really finish watching Raw. I can't even tell you how it ended. Yeah. Just to be honest I, I with flipped. you, I can tell you how NXT ended, but I can't tell you how Raw ended. Yeah, I, I, I tuned in, flipped back and forth, you know. And there are very few people behind the scenes that have direct access to Vince McMahon. John Cena is one of them. CM Punk was one. The Undertaker was the other. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. But a Cesaro and a Jack Swagger and Adolph Ziegler do not have direct access to Vince McMahon. 
You know, and, that, and I think I think part of it is, I think part of it is is that he's relying on people around him that are disagreeing with everything that he says, and you've gotten what you got. So, at any rate, that was that was my thoughts on on that. Um, I watched uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood this past weekend, and Scrap Iron Adam Pierce and Mikey O'Shea had a cage match. Adam Pierce is just the absolute greatest in working to bring a storyline to believability. He really is. And making a feud-ending match feel like the match of the century. That cage match that he had with Mikey O'Shea was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. And Adam Pierce is, in my opinion, one of the top five promo guys in indie wrestling today. Hey, the guy's just—he oh, no. just—he just comes up with great stuff, you know. And the thing about a great promo is simply this: if you believe what you are saying to people, the people oh, you're saying it to will believe it. That's and, the you know, secret he, to a great promo. He also had something to do with NXT. I think he was behind the scenes because he had published a photo of him in headgear and with a WWE shirt on, saying that he, you know, was very proud to have something to do behind the scenes with NXT. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at his feud with Colt Cabana, that's still, mm-hmm. you know, technically going on. Uh, mm-hmm. He and Colt told a great story, and it all started in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood when uh, uh, Adam was still NWA champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had an opportunity at TNA when Joey Ryan that, was involved with oh, TNA Lord. as part yeah, of the gut check a, deal. And just, I was so excited know. to see him, yeah, you know, yeah. wrestle. And I was, yeah, I still can't understand. It's unfathomable to me why in the world they didn't sign him. I don't know. I don't know. And I did see, um, one of the, speaking of TNA real quick, I did see a couple of, I think they were like 15 or 20 second promo videos on Facebook for the new Impact Wrestling logo, and uh, you yeah. know they just had they had Bobby Lashley and Kurt Angle and Bobby Roode, you know just you know I don't know they're only like 20 seconds long and it just says you know the next chapter or something like I don't know what it says, but I just saw it. Well, I'm you know. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I've um, wanted to see TNA to succeed because of all the great people they have working for TNA. Um, I'm hoping that this is a, st- a fresh start for them, that maybe perhaps they can start anew. Um, it's the perfect and, opportunity. The yes, perfect opportunity really with is. a clean slate, new network, and you can either go out there and kill it, and put on a on a quality show because, like what you're saying, they've got the talent in place. They're either going to go out and kill it, or it'll be more of the same, just on a different channel. Time will tell. Um, and you know, we wish them good luck. I, I you know, absolutely. We need, need an alternative. Seriously, really, really do. I think it would. It might make WWE's product better. And I don't. You know, I'm just so. Disillusion, but anyway, um, not what I want to talk about 
uh, want to talk about James Drake and Rob Killjoy. Um, I heard that it was a very brutal match, but I never saw any, and I might have missed it. Did you see any videos or pictures from this match? Because I looked, and maybe I overlooked. I never did see anything. I didn't see any videos. There are pictures posted uh, in S- on SWA's page. There's uh, there- There's like 200 photos from the event itself. And the photos that I saw, Rob Killjoy... It looks, by all appearances, that James Drake just pretty much beat him into a bloody pulp. And if I if I looked at the sequence of photos correctly, I, I don't know if he pinned Rob or if he simply walked out of the cage to win the match because there's a, a snapshot of him walking out of the cage. So, and I haven't heard anything from Rob Killjoy. And I wanted to throw this because I saw this right before we went on, on air. SWA was scheduled to have a show Saturday, December 20th at the Fairview Community Center. That show has been canceled. I saw that. I don't know the reasons behind of it or anything like that. I'm just trying to pass along the information. I would suggest if you do have tickets or pre-bought tickets um, that you contact SWA through their page or or however, uh, whatever's on the flyer. But the show on Saturday, December 20th at the Fairview Community Center has been canceled. But I have not heard anything from Rob Killjoy at all. Nothing. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't even seen him on Facebook. No. No. So, no, I, I Rob, hope he's okay. if you happen to be listening, yeah, Rob, if you happen to be li- listening, send us a message on Facebook, send us a tweet, give us an update on your status. You know, if you're, you know, whatever, you know, we. I mean, exactly. I, James has made James has made no bones about letting everybody know that he's alive and well and still the SWA heavyweight champion. champion. So, yeah, uh, Ebola contactor, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about NXT and the thing that I was most impressed with, and. The whole card was impressive, but the thing that I really was most impressed with was Charlotte's match with Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The crowd was actually chanting, this is awesome. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that on the main roster during a Divas match. Well, no, because it, the, the main roster of the Divas is a joke. It's a, it's with, a the exception joke of, uh, with the exception of maybe five women. Five yep. talented women would, that are on the main roster that are stuck in in stupid, lame, ignorant. Like yeah, right. I, I don't want to get stuck on WWE. Weren't Nikki right. and Brie Bella just fighting like a month ago, and now they're yeah, back to being loving sisters? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If I, don't know. I if I were a woman on that main roster. I'd be worried about Charlotte. Sasha Banks was really good, but what really impressed me about Charlotte was that she's she's a wrestler from head to toe. You know, mm-hmm. Jim Cornette was talking to me about Dolph Ziggler back in April when I went to that fan fest. That mm-hmm. you know, Dolph looks like a wrestler. He talks like a wrestler. He walks like a wrestler. Charlotte right. does the same thing, and I'm so excited to see where she's going to go just because of the fact of the matter is that she's super strong. 
Yeah. I mean, she did yeah. some things that were just in. Uh, you know, and, and Sasha Banks did well too. She tried to suplex or superplex, I should say, Charlotte from the top rope, and it didn't work. But when have you seen a woman do that in WWE? Mm-hmm. And this you is know, the second I, match that she's been involved in that's gotten high marks. She had a match with yeah. Natalia that people were calling match of yeah. the year, women's match of the century. So yeah, I mean, you know, two two second generation or actually. Maybe you could call it third generation wrestler uh, uh, for Natalia, but two women wrestlers that know what they're doing. And I mean, I'm just really, really impressed with Charlotte. I just wanted to say that just because um, I think it needs to be said that mm-hmm. she very well could, if they would let her, take the Divas division to a whole new level right. and bring some credibility and some respect back to it. But um, another thing that uh, popped up on the internet this week was Alberto Del Rio, who is now Alberto, uh, I think it's Del Patron, or yeah, Albert, I think I, I'm not exactly Alberto sure. Alberto Patron of, of, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is being signed with Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. I just saw earlier that his first match is going to be at the big show in January in Nashville. I believe it's January third. Uh, against ACH, and mm-hmm. here's something else I heard, and I'm, I don't know whether you've heard this or not, but TNA was wanting him, pursuing well, him heavily, and he chose Ring of Honor. You know, and I, I find that I find it interesting, and I and I had saw that, and I, I don't know what the determining factor for him was. I don't know if TNA was wanting to try to pin him to a long term deal, and he just did not want to be want to be caught up, you know, in a long-term deal. Here's the other thing that I know. There there have been rumblings and rumors out on the West Coast about several talents, one of them being the Young Bucks that had been offered a contract and had turned it down because they did not want to be caught up in a long-term deal. They preferred to stay on the indie scene, and they are not the only talent that I have been told that have been approached by either WWE or TNA, to be signed to contracts and told them thank you, but no thank you. So, Well, you know, here's the thing, is that um, why would you? Um, the, the Bucks have done, you know, much better than they ever would have done, I think, with TNA. Um they go to Japan when they want to. Mm-hmm. They're huge over there. They're huge here. They wrestle PWG. They wrestle whenever. If you're making good money at it, why would you want to, you know, give up that freedom? And and I and I think maybe that might be part of the case with Alberto is, you know, the the creative freedom to go in and and wrestle select dates. If he was wise with his money. It may be a situation where he is not absolutely resolved on having to be uh, signed to a long-term deal, you know, because of financial reasons. You know, there were, he may want to go work at AAA Mexico again. You know, I mean, it, it, and a lot of those options are going to be taken away, uh, you know, especially if TNA t- signed him as a top-tier talent and would limit 
his independent bookings and would limit that possibility of working in other areas, and, you know, and being able to uh, you know, get out and about and and do what he wanted to do on his own terms. So I, I can understand right. it. I can see it. But you know, um, I guess only time will tell. And there's a super show also coming to NWA Smoky Mountain on. December 27th, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that it's in Knoxville, I think, and I might be mm-hmm. wrong, but let me check on this. Um, the NWA champ, um, Rob Conway, is going to be taking on, it's in Kingsport, uh, I do apologize, uh, is going to be taking on previous show guest, Jason the Gift Kincaid for the NWA title. That that's a pretty be, big deal, folks. That should be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I would be I would like to see the outcome of that match. I'll be interested to see the outcome of that match. Uh it's been no secret that the NWA has hitched their wagon to Rob Conway for quite some time. Uh he's well traveled. Uh he has represented the NWA very, very well over his tenure, both here and overseas. But at some point in time, you start to wonder, you know, who's the next guy? I mean, you know, Tim Storm is the North American champion. So, you know, Tim has traveled. He's been overseas. Stand-up guy. Strong representative, again, of the NWA. But you just start to wonder, you know, who else, you know, is the NWA and Bruce Tharp looking at to carry the NWA forward into 2015? Are they going to stick with Rob Conway? Or, you know, are we looking at just seeing, you know, who will do what when? Well, I think it would, you know, I think it would be in good hands if they chose, um, if Jason, you know, does win it, I think that it's obviously, you know, he um, has held the Smoky Mountain title longer than anybody. You know, I mean, that's that's one of, that's a record. I mean, I, I don't yeah, think he held anybody the title for over three period. years. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's over I mean, three years. That's like that reminds me of like stuff in the eighties when like the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes had the six man tag team championship for like ever. You know what I mean? You just yeah. don't see long title runs like that. And um you know, our hats off to Jason Kincaid, uh, for mm-hmm. being um champion for that long and being and representing Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um yeah. So well, um, but it is December twenty seventh at King, in Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to make it out there. Um, you know, for that I would like to, depending on you know, so a few things I might be able to do. I will, I will uh, have everything on our sh- first show in January uh, and talk about that, which. Um, looks like a pretty decent card, so we shall see. 
Very good. I, I I certainly wish Jason, you know, the best of luck. Had him on the show. Stand up guy, you know, uh definitely a wrestler's wrestler. I mean uh Oh definitely. Been uh been big on Jason Kincaid for quite some time and we were really ecstatic when we had him on the show and, and that kinda takes us into our, our next segment is is that I was looking back over the guests that we've had, Laura, in 2014. And, uh, right. folks, we've had quite quite a few of them, quite a few of them. And if you go to our archives, you can download any of those episodes for free, any of the people that we're going to talk about or, or any of the episodes. So go back in the archives. Go to get on our Twitter page, at From the Armory. There's a link there to our website. You can go into our website and look under the recent announcement section, and it has a link for every show that we've done since episode one. So, you know, if you say, well, how do I find, you know, this guy? How do I find this interview? I just told you. Go back and check it out. I'm going to – I only pulled out four of them, Laura, because I didn't know, you know, what kind of time, you know, what kind of time we were going to have, you know, with everything, and we might might talk about others. Well, I'm going to pull out four of them, and I'm going to – to say this person's name, and I want you to tell me what stood out to you or what you remember from that interview. Kind of like a memory test day after a migraine. Okay? Thanks. Sure. Mike Levy. I think what stood out for me, uh, for Mike, was the simple fact that, you know, he's not he's unabashedly Mike. He's like, you know, especially with the whole Mickey Knuckles thing. You know, this is what happened, and, you know, he didn't have any apologies for it. He didn't make any excuses for it. It was just like, this is what happened, and you know, this is who I am. So that's what stands mm-hmm. out for me for Mike. You know, and I was thinking back, you know, and I, I thought along the same lines. You know, a lot of people would ask us after the fact, got messages about, why Why did you have a guy like Mike Levy on the show? Here was the thing about Mike Levy that that was absolutely awesome, was is that Mike came, under, Mike came on the show with no pre- preconceived notion or thought about what we were going to do or what we were going to ask. I knew that he, I, I figured that he knew we were going to ask about the IWA incident. But Mike was... Mike didn't have anything to lose by coming on our show. Uh-uh. He knew that he had an opportunity to tell things from his side of the story so many years removed, and he told it plain and simply what happened and how he felt it, you know, how he felt about what happened and the reasons behind of it. Now, Mike doesn't talk about this a lot. You know, you, you know a lot of the guys that, you know, that I talked to about him said that he won't talk about it, but he did on our show. Right. You know, so to have Mike come on with nothing to lose and everything to gain, he thought through everything and talked and told his version of events, and, you know, we received, you know, nothing but positive responses about it. So, you know, go back through and... and and check the Mike Levy interview. It's a very, very good interview. I thought it was one of our, one of our, one of our better interviews. I, I, I think so too. And the thing of it is, is that as we have found 
talking to people that we didn't know anything about is that everybody has a story. Everybody has something to contribute to this crazy world of professional wrestling. Everybody Mm -hmm. does. And if people will just be open-minded and take a listen, you'll find out what everyone's story is. And this is, you know, it's kind of why we do this is because we want to know what the story is. Which brings me like to our uh, the next person, Jesse Bell, or in some circle circles she's known as Jesse Bell's mothers. The thing that stood out for me was just you know, she is one tough chick. She yeah. doesn't take any, uh, you know, <laughs> any part of my French shit from anybody, mm-hmm. and is just really what. Um, women's wrestling needs today. They need a chick like her who can get up in your face and not back down from anybody whatsoever and just really represent women's wrestling well. And she's so talented. And she Mm -hmm. back all that up. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's what impressed me so much is that, you know, she... Talk a good game, but she can back that up. Exactly, and you know the thing about Jesse Bell is is that I hadn't heard a lot from her in the back half of 2014. There were some issues that she was working through, and I hope she got those resolved. Mm-hmm. And I even had put out on Twitter and out on Facebook is that women's wrestling, wrestling in general, needed people like Jesse Bell involved in wrestling because I agree with you. She was one of the first female guests that we had on that mm-hmm. talked about having to be legitimately tough as a female wrestler in this business. And if right. I remember right, wasn't she the one that said, I can I get to kick people's ass and not go to jail? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. Yeah. She was. Okay. And, you know, and she talked about traveling the roads with Tracy Smothers, you know, and learning from sick. him. You know what I mean? And, her, and, and talking about that old that old school, yeah, that old school mentality of how to work a crowd and how to get heat and how to, you know, do this at this time and don't do this at this time, you know, this, that, and the other, it, turned out to it's be. It's not, yeah, I mean, and when when you're doing things like that, it's not like you're trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just real small things. That 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 people can do to win over a crowd or to right. um, you know sell something a little bit better than what they you know did. It, it's not huge things. It could be the fact that you know when somebody's trying to pin you at the beginning, you don't you know you don't give them till almost three. You know, somebody trying to pin you in the beginning, kick out at one. Thirty seconds into the match, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's a long two. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. just off of a forearm shot. Yeah, and you know, I was talking about this with another wrestler. It's just like do stuff right. that makes sense, and if mm-hmm. you will do stuff that makes sense, nine times out of ten, you will be okay. <laughs> Tell a story, ring psychology. She was one of the first people that we started talking about ring psychology. Yeah, with. and that seems to be a recurring what, theme. Yeah, it carried on for quite a few episodes, you know, and it was really cool to get everybody's take on stuff. But she was one of the first legitimate 
tough female competitors that we had on the show, and she made no bones about telling you, if you get up in her face at the rail and say some nonsense to her, you're probably going to get going to get an elbow shot in the face. I mean, you know, that was just the way she put it. So, you know, check out check out that interview. Um, the next one. This this one's this one's pretty cool. Lance Erickson. The the thing that stood out the most for me was that he, you know, on the same thing as Mike Levy, he came on and told his side of the story, mm-hmm. his side of a big story that's that still I believe is being played out today. Um, mm-hmm. I still think there's repercussions from from that from from mm-hmm. both parties, um, mm-hmm. but I think you have to give. Uh, a man props who comes on a show and says, okay, you know, I fucked up. Right. And this is how I fucked up, you know, and, you know, right. and not only did I fuck up that way, I lied about it. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, I mean, another you guy. Do, yeah, another guy that had no preconceived notion about what we were going to talk about came on the show actually talked about what happened with him and Damian Wayne, had never told the story before, told it exactly, you know, from his version, what happened, what he did, what he didn't do. I think the thing that stood out for me was after we got through all of that and we started talking about an opportunity to wrestle for the NWA Heavyweight Championship right. and how the conversation and the mood of the con- mood of the conversation shifted. Dramatically. Dramatically. Changed gears like from fifth to second. It just kind of lurched, you know. And, um, you know, I will not forget for a long time the inflection in his voice when he talked about having an opportunity to wrestle for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. You know, And what that meant for him. And what, it, yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of times we get people that get can get emotional over different things. You know, some people get emotional over the fans, the fan support. Some people get emotional the opposite direction over smart fans. But to hear somebody get emotional over just the opportunity to be able to wrestle for that championship, to me, is a memory that, that I'll carry with me for a long, long time. So, Lance Erickson. Yeah, that was genuine. Yeah, that was yeah, that was that was genuine, folks. That wasn't a shoot or part of a promo. That was, you know, him talking about what it meant to him to to be able to wrestle for that title. So, check it out. And last but certainly not least, David's new BFF, Miss yeah. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard. I, you know. I've gotten to know, know Tessa over the year and seen her at PWX and talked to her at Grindhouse show as well. And we saw her at WrestleCade. And there are a lot of people in this in wrestling that don't like her. But I really and truly like Tessa. She's mm-hmm. out there working hard. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, she's gotten some opportunities that she shouldn't have gotten by now. Well, however you... Um, Look at it. It the thing of it is is that she's she's gotten them, she's taken them, and she works hard. 
point-in-case that match with George South, she'd mess up. He'd make her do it again until she got it right. right. They wrestled for, how we talked about this, 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was 46 minutes. George is, you know, in his 50s. Mm-hmm. And can go longer than some of these people, you know, half, more than half his age, you know? Mm-hmm. And Tessa mm-hmm. was right in there with him, keeping up. And there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of um, drive and, and determination in Tessa. And, you know, the Blanchard name surely helps. I think we have to say that. It surely helps. But I think that only carries you to a certain point. It might help you get a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um but but when you get the foot in the door, you got to bring everything else in and say, you know what, I'm here, and this is what I can do, and I'm going to show you what I can do, and you're going to be um, pleasantly surprised, and you're going to want to book me. So you know, I do like Tessa, I really do. I I can't say enough good things about her. So ultimately, at the end of the day, fans in the seats is what keeps a promotion and float. That's what makes them come back month after month or show after show. You can have the last name of anybody on the face of this earth that you want. And if it's a well-known name and you can get your foot in the door, that's fine. But if fans are going to sit in the seats and they're going to watch this particular person wrestle, they're going to garner an opinion of them. And it's either going to be positive or it's going to be negative. They're going to watch this person wrestle. They're going to watch them do what they do. And they're going to say, either this person sucks or they're going to say, you know, this person's pretty good. Okay. I got to watch, you know, tape on Tessa on, you know, doing some matches. I got to watch interviews of her with Bill Apter and several other people. Her matches on tape always looked good. Her interviews always looked good, always sounded good, that she always picked the right words or knew what to say at different points in time. Until we got her on the show, I wasn't 100% sold. I'm never 100% sold on anything. I'm one of those people that saw the Millennium Falcon fly over San Francisco Bay on YouTube, so I knew that the Internet was a joke. So I never take anything at face value. We got her on the show, and after the ice got broke, talking about Sour Patch Kids, of all things. Right. (laughs) And we got to know Tessa as a person, and then had the opportunity to actually watch her wrestle in person I told everybody, you told everybody, that the hype was real. She's the real deal. I stand by those words. Tessa Blanchard is the real deal. You could call her Tessa Smith for all I care. Right. This girl can wrestle. She can wrestle. And I think that's a lot of times when we get caught up in this, you know, the second generation deal. And you mentioned this with with Ashley Flair. You know, she has Ric Flair's last name. You know, we're, people are expecting grand things of her, just like people are expecting grand things of Tessa. At the end of the day, they can wrestle. 
And what's even more, you know, not more important, but what's just more icing on the cake for me is that Tessa is a nice person because you can wrestle and sell seats and sell tickets and, you know, do all that other stuff. But if you're an asshole to people, you know, that gets around. Mm -hmm. You know, she is a genuinely nice person. She's funny. She's, you know, she's, she's got a good head funny. on her shoulders. Good head yeah, on her shoulders. A, yeah, a wicked sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, like I said, I like her a whole lot. And I hope the sky's the limit for her. I really do. Well, I think it will be. Because in the immortal words of Jim Ross, I expect her to put an ass every 18 inches. She will. Well, she will. All right, Laura, let's pass out some awards. That's a really bad drum roll. Sorry, folks. We're cheap here, but... I don't have it. I don't have anything for everybody. Yes, welcome. More drama packed into the next hour and 15 minutes than there was during the non-climatic season finale of The Voice last night. Yeah. And, you know, guys, if you uh, want to call in and, and voice your opinion on some of the things that, you know, we've said, uh, you can always call in at 213-816-1605 and, and let us know what you think. You know, you might not agree with me and Bob. Um, just most people you know. probably agree with you. Most people don't agree with me. You can call in all you want. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that I'm going to answer the phone. You can call in. I'll let the phone ring off the hook all night. I'll be like the DJ at the 1 a.m. shift. I'll just keep spinning the record. All right. That's how that rolls. Uh, uh, whoever, right. who, I, I'm not sure who just tweeted. I have. I can't see it because I've got a tweet ready ready to be tweeted. Someone tweeted, what kind of drum roll was that, Laura? (laughs) (laughs) That, folks, is called a low-production budget drum roll. That means we can't even afford the 99 cents for the sound effect off of iTunes is what it means. Because it's hard out here on uh, podcast hosts, people. That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll, We'll podcast for money. Yeah, we will. You know, if you want us to come and talk about, you know, your life, you know, Bob right. and I'll do, you know, this is your life, you know, for, for the right price. Mm-hmm. We will. Just, you know, hit us up. We'll do it. But Absolutely. anyway, without further ado, yeah. um, most of the awards, Bob and I, well, let me see, scratch that. Two of the awards we actually agreed on. Upon. Yeah, that, that's and, true. Um, and that's really rare. Uh, so, um, I give my version, and Bob will give his version, but for um, Best Female Interview, the armory goes to Michelle Wilkins. The Dynamite Diva, Michelle Wilkins. And I think um, that was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. If you're not familiar with Michelle Wilkins, the Dynamite Diva, you need to go and check out our uh, our archives and listen to that interview. Michelle Wilkins, we, we got on uh, very early on in the year, and she set the bar 
for professionalism in women's wrestling. And to this day, Most certainly. to this day, I don't believe that we have ever had anybody on the show that, I don't know, uh, what's the right words I'm trying to look for? Uh, put things into context the way that Michelle put them into context about what should be expected of a woman's wrestler today, both behind yeah. the curtain and in the ring. We're not we're not just talking about ring skill and move, folks. We're talking about if you you have to listen to the interview to understand what we're talking about. That's why we're giving you this list of people, very very eloquent about backstage etiquette, uh, wrestling uh, around guys, the dressing rooms around yeah. guys. You know, being a role model to young girls that may be watching in the audience. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a heel or a face. You know, just you know, you have to you have to listen to the interview. I'm I'm just blowing air now. Well, and uh George Coles and I were talking about it after the show and he mm-hmm. said and and this is a great comparison that you know, she carries herself a lot like Sherry Martell carried herself. I don't yes. think I've ever heard of Sherry Martell have, having done anything inappropriate. Like I've heard of a lot of people, a lot of women in wrestling have done some very inappropriate things, but I don't think I ever heard, and I might mm-hmm. be wrong, that Sherry Martell, I've never heard. I've heard if it was, it was people, never but, publicized to the point right. where and it became it became a distraction to who Sherry Martell, the person yeah. in wrestling was. And you know, I think that's a very, a very fair comparison because um, she, yeah, you guys just need to go and listen to that um, show because it is, it's it's a good one, folks. You know, and if you're looking for something to, you know, maybe inspire you to be a different kind of person, listen to Michelle. Just mm-hmm. listen to that. That's just an amazing interview, and that's the number. That's the first award that he and I agree upon. Um, mm-hmm. Our our second armory is uh, the armory for best male interview. But before I do that, um, mm-hmm. before we do that, I have two tweets that I want to share. Actually, three or two tweets I want to share. And no Jordan Castle is the one, no. Jordan Castle is the one that said, "What kind of drum roll was that, Laura?" Um, at Kenabruski, uh gave us the MP3 uh, web address for the drum roll and called us slackers. Um, is it free? It, it, I'm sure that it is. Okay. And well, if it's free, I'll I'll download it, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely tweet from Miss Tessa Blanchard at From mm-hmm. the Armory. Thank you, Bob and Laura, for driving the miles, making the signs, and the nonstop support. You guys rock. You rock, We appreciate that. We really do. Um, And now, without further ado, we shall announce the um, Armory for Best Male Interview. So, Bob, if you'll go ahead and give your choice. Absolutely. My Armory Award for Best Male Interview goes to Ryan Taylor from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um, when we had we had spent some time trying to get Ryan booked on the show, 
and wasn't really quite sure what to expect. We've had a few stars from championship wrestling from Hollywood. We've had Stu Stone. We've had uh, Kylie Sutton, also known as Allie Parker. We've had Tito Escondido, Johnny Yuma, uh, Pretty Peter Avalon. Wasn't 100% sure what we were going to get with Ryan Taylor. and We got more than what I expected with Ryan Taylor. Uh, he was very, very straightforward about a lot of things that other people, in my opinion, had danced around. Uh, one thing that stood yeah. out in particular to me was talking about younger talent in the locker room and how he felt about guys wanting shots at his title, which he is currently the Mav TV champion. And he pretty much, in no uncertain terms, said, you need to know where you're at right now, continue to work, and when you get some time in, then we can talk about you being on TV or even getting a shot. And that wasn't a shoot. That was him Uh telling people, I put my time in wrestling at fairs, bingo halls, every place else. Don't come here out of graduating from wrestling school and think because we're a smaller promotion that you're entitled to being put on TV every week. When there's guys that's that's been here busting their ass, you know, and you know, and it's true. You know, it's talk about you know going to Japan. You know what it's really like being in Japan. I loved that. I absolutely Priceless. loved it, and that was so unexpected. Right. I mean, he told us things that you know, I had no idea about. You know about right. You know, having a, a, a sponsor go around with you, uh, where you know how you stay, how you live. You basically sleep, eat, train. Sleep, eat, train. You know. Right. So that that and that was my my reasons behind that. Ryan Taylor just, you know, probably just because of you know just a straightforward honesty and 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 hearing things that we hadn't heard before. So that that's why I picked and, Ryan. And the Rivera jacket story. Yes. Hilarious. Yes. Funny. Because I thought I'm going to ask him did he get one because if I ever go to Japan which I'm hoping to do that someday. I'm going to see if I can finagle me one of those. <laughs> right. I just need to get some – I got a fanny pack. Oh, I got to get some uh, – uh, there's Zubas, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I just need to get a pair of those. I'll be set. Um, <laughs> my uh, choice for best male interview is Mr. Cliff Compton. <laughs> um, and – I and, and ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell everybody that I had initially planned to do a montage of some best of. Was working on it, had uh, episodes and timestamps and everything, and my computer crashed and got rid of all of it. And that had taken me like two or three hours. So unfortunately, some time constraints held me up. Couldn't do that. I'm not saying that we won't do that maybe in 2015 sometime, but. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I was listening to the Cliff Compton episode. Nobody tells a story like Cliff Compton. <laughs> if you haven't heard him tell the story of how Dollar Rental Car tried to uh, stiff him out of some money, he freaking hilarious. And the fact that, you know, people came to Cliff's aid, and I was one of them, on Twitter, 
uh, in regard to tweeting dollar rental car is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells a story like Cliff Compton. If you don't believe us, listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just ab- he and two one of the best moments of 2015, I think, was the fact that he couldn't get the bump right. Yeah, it took there during uh, his intro. You know where we say take 16. It, it didn't take 16 takes, but if you go back and listen, it took four or five tries. And finally, we just said, you know, why don't you just say this? And the thing about Cliff Compton, uh, after talking to him at WrestleCon and then talking to him again at WrestleCade, and I believe he mentions this in the interview, Cliff Compton truly is the Howard Hughes of wrestling. People think that that's some kind of a joke or a punchline. Cliff is Cliff. And yep. you have to know how to take Cliff. It's he, Cliff is a great guy, great guy, and uh, he's 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 been a really good good friend of the show, and we appreciate his support. Cliff is uh, Cliff is one of a kind. Cliff is one of a kind, and he was very gracious to both of us at WrestleCade, and I do I do appreciate um, him for being so. Um, he still owes me five uh, bucks. <laughs> um, you Carney. you might just want to hang hang that. Yeah, I'm never going to get that five dollars back. I know, but it's always nice no. to say to people, Cliff Compton owes me five dollars. So, well, maybe you could go on TV and say that. Um, because sounds like a title you know, for a good episode in 2015. You owe me five dollars. Cliff Compton owes me five bucks. Shh, don't, don't, don't let anything out. Don't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Carry on. Carry it on. Um, our next armory is the best promotion for your money, and this is not the category that Bob and I agreed upon. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let Bob tell us his choice for the best promotion for your money of 2015. Well, this is always difficult because, as everybody knows, with the exception of televised wrestling, promotions are regional. Everybody has their favorites. If you're on the West Coast, you know, it could be PWG or West Coast Wrestling Connection, or it could be, you know, AWS. It could be, you know, NWA Houston. You know, if you're up north, it could be, you know, it could be Pro Wrestling Syndicate. It could be anything, you know, because it's territorial. For me, the best promotion for your dollar here where I live is Wildcat Sports Entertainment, owned by Luke Hawks. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, we know Luke Hawks is your boy. Luke Hawks is your boy. Let me tell you something, folks. 2015 for Wildcat is going to be a very, very big year because if you haven't heard, they are currently involved in an interpromotional feud with Booker T's Reality of Wrestling out of Houston. This should get pretty interesting. And I believe that it is a feud that is going to carry on through 2015 and has the potential to have some really great matches. Booker T has a school out of Houston, has a lot of great talent in Texas, and obviously they have a channel directly to the Fed. Luke has been in the Fed has had guys go try out for the Fed. 
He hosted WrestleCon this past year in New Orleans. There was a lot of WWE people down around there looking at guys. He put out quality guys, Mike Dell, Matt Lancey, Buku Dai. There are several, on and on and on and on. I expect it to be a big year for Wildcat Sports Entertainment. And just as a sideline, Tracy Myers, Brian Hawks, you should have a phone glued in your hand trying to contact A.J. Styles. One of you guys has the stroke to get A.J. versus Luke booked. Somebody needs to book this match in 2015. The running no and the ducking, the running and the ducking and the dodging has gone on long enough. AJ Styles, man up. Let's see what you got, because I don't think you want anything that Luke has. No, good God, no. <laughs> I mean, Luke is. I had never seen. You know, I'd never met Luke. Into a wrestle cave. Good God. Huge fries. Fucking arms. Fucking arms. And just if you're on the right side of him, uh, nicest person you could ever want to meet. And know? nothing but gold gold to us. Great, great right. guy. Just tells it like great it supporter. is. Doesn't pull any punches. He, no, especially. And you know, we need to get that on the website or. Uh, have it as like a bump or something because what he said. Oh my god! That that little video Ooh. promo he did for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Laura won't repeat it, but I'll repeat it. He said, "Fuck AJ Styles." He said, "No double and fucking." Then he said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. there's one thing you can't say about Luke is you can't say he's not honest. So that's the way it goes. But the, my choice for best uh, promotion for your dollar is probably not going to be a big surprise either. Uh, my choice for best promotion for your money is, of course, PWX. I, you know, you've listened to me all year talk about PWX and. There's a reason why I talk about it. It's because it's damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about superstars of the future, and you know there's some indie superstars right now that that travel through hell. I saw Kevin Steen at PWX in January, and look where he is now. <laughs> yeah, he's power bombing guys off the ring apron. Exactly, and so, I mean, folks, if, you know, I, I said this again, If I'll say it again, rather. If you are a wrestling fan and you mm-hmm. live within two hours driving distance, because that's what I do, I drive about two hours, an average of two hours, to any PWX show that I've went to this year. And you're an indie wrestling fan, or you're a wrestling fan, period, and you're not going to PWX, get up off your lazy asses and go to PWX and support local talent, local promotion that is trying to put on a, and succeeds in putting on a great show every time. I tell Brian this every time because he'll come up to me every time after the show. How was it? And my words are exactly. PWX never disappoints. It never mm-hmm. has. I've been to every show they put on except for one. 
Uh, well, you know, the, the, some of the double shots I've missed, like the second one. But I've never mm-hmm. missed like a whole month of PWX except for one time. And I've never, I have never walked away disappointed. Never. Even when my BFF Caleb Conley was not in the promotion, I still went because it was still good. People. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I really am. And I would, uh, yeah, that's the whole trick. And I wanted to say this to Brian Kay. If I lived in North Carolina, I'd be there. So. And I know you would. I know you would. You'd be just like me. You'd be at every show that you could be every month. I plan on going to the one in January. I plan on going to the one in February. I just plan on going, period. But if you live in North Carolina or Tennessee or Virginia or South Carolina and you're not going to PWX, shame on you. Shame mm-hmm. on you. Yep. So Agreed. That's my two cents there. So there you go. Okay. Oh, I just want to say this real quick. Um, Cliff Compton favorited my tweet for the best male interview. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but the next uh, armory we will uh, present is the best eye-pay-per-view for your money. Once again, this is not a category that Bob and I agreed upon. So I'm going to let him give his choice for the best eye-pay-per-view for your money. Best eye-pay-per-view for your money in 2014 had to be Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore 7 from November of 2014. The return to the glory days of ECW at the old bingo hall. Uh, George Coles had alerted me to this and told me that this is something that I needed to watch that it was booked solid from top to bottom, and after watching the event, I agree with Mr. Coles 100%. It renewed my faith after all of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Laura? After all the disastrous ECW reunion shows that never really lived up to the hype, it's not so much, folks, that this was an ECW reunion show, but what it did have was it had that feel of ECW to it. Uh, it had a mix in the card. It had something for everybody. And nobody walked away disappointed. So that was my pick for best iPay-Per-View. And you can get it now well, on video, either on video on demand or uh, direct order DVD from houseofhardcore.net. That was a good one, um, you know, especially I'm thinking this is the one where Beulah made her last uh, ring appearance. Yes. Correct. And and I know that yeah. – um, here's, the, here's the thing for me. And um, very funny, true, I know it's going to be shocking that I'd pick PWX for the uh, best promotion. Here's the thing for me, and I know I'm going to get all kinds of shit about this, but Welcome I didn't watch ECW. I didn't watch ECW, and George Coles and I had this conversation. I don't really see sometimes what the big deal is about. I I, I don't. Have you watched watched the rise and fall of ECW? I've not, and, you know, George gave me some great uh, uh, DVDs to watch, and I've watched some of them, the the Raven 
and Tommy mm-hmm. Dreamer series, and that feud is awesome. That that's how mm-hmm. you tell a story right there. Yeah. And I know there yeah. wasn't everything wasn't like you know hardcore. I know Eddie Guerrero no. had some great matches in ECW. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, and I mm-hmm. and I, maybe if I've watched it. As it was progressing, you know, maybe I'd have the same sentimental feeling that everybody has about ECW. I just don't. I try real hard. I really do. But I'm just like, okay. You had to be there, Laura. I I guess you did. It's just like, you know, the way I feel about Jim Crockett Promotions. I guess you had to be there, you know. But anyway, that's um, uh, (laughs) my choice for... um, the best eye-pay-per-view for your money. I had to think long and hard about this. Um, but I actually enjoyed Attack of the Uber Mention. <laughs> From the League of Extraordinary Wrestlers. Exactly. Um, I couldn't help myself. I enjoyed that immensely. And I'm the kind of... I'm a nerdy kind of girl, and mm-hmm. I like, if it's wrestling, I've said it before, I'll watch it. I don't care what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was just like, almost like <laughs> Chikara's, you know, stepsister or something. <laughs> I mean, it was just, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. But I think um, the the best part was where our good friend, Big Donnie, mm-hmm. and Mr. Cliff Compton yeah. had a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which I think, what and this is just something I have thought of myself, um, I think you and I need to start this campaign of making Straight Outta Compton 2 happen in 2015. Yeah, this is something that's been rambling on for way too long. I mean, we've been talking about this since Cliff Compton was on the show, since Big Donnie was on the show, you know, about that is Straight Outta Compton, the best-selling to the best of my knowledge, $5 wrestling DVD that is available. Oh, yeah. It would have to be. I am almost positive that that's what Big Donnie told us at dinner at WrestleCade. Yes. So, you know, I I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know if it's the powers that be at $5 wrestling, Jake Manning, or what the deal is. But, you know, we've spoken both to Cliff and to Donnie. Both of them have agreed to it. I don't know what the holdup is. Fans want to see it. Wrestlers well, want to yeah. do it. Well, Wrestlers I mean, want to do it. Know, what's, the, what's the deal? We were at WrestleCade. I don't know whether you were around or not, but I had found Donnie talking to Cliff. And I took a picture of the two of them together, and I took a picture of me with them, and then all of a sudden there's this swarm of people wanting a right. picture made with them. And I'm thinking, right. okay, you're gonna, you, you'll pay $10 to get this picture. Surely to God you'll pay $5 to watch them on TV. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or, or the Internet, I should say. 
So it, it would, you know, I think it'd be a dip. It'd be a different story if one of the two of them had said, "No, I don't want to do it." You know, it was you know, you know, it was a one-time gig. You know, or you know, the fans said, "Well, I don't want to see those two wrestle." You know, or whatever. Everybody wants whatever. to see it. I don't. I don't Everybody. know what the deal is. Yeah. So, book it. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Hashtag book it. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. And what can we do to help? You know, if exactly. we can help in any way, high spots. Mr. Jake, Man Scout Manning, you need to let us know because that's what help us help you. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. Exactly. And so our our next armory is for the best DVD, VOD for your money, and this is the uh, category that Bob and I both agree upon. And unfortunately, I've not watched it yet, but I know that it will be the best for my money because I helped. Freight train, realize a dream. I help mm-hmm. you get to England. So, without further ado, announce it, Bob. Best DVD video on demand for your dollar is The Power of the Freight Train, starring Freight Train from Five Dollar Wrestling. We've uh, talked to Freight Train before. The dinner I mentioned, Freight Train went to dinner with myself, Laura, Mr. Sleaze, Big Donnie, uh, Myself and 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 my son. Then uh, one night at Wrestlecade, he, uh, we'd asked him if he came down to the lobby. We were all standing down in the lobby, and he had asked us, you know, if we were going out, will we bring him something back? We said, well, won't you just come with us, Freight Train? He's like, okay, you know. And we went out. And we had dinner and uh, got to sit and talk, you know, and uh, getting to watch the. Uh, Getting to watch the video, uh, you know, and I've said this before, on this program when we've talked to Freight Train, there are a lot of people that have preconceived notions about Freight Train and about what he does and about who he's around, and all of those notions are exactly that. They're all preconceived because if you took time to actually get to know him, and know a little bit about his story, and know what it is that he wants to do and doesn't want to do in wrestling, all of those notions just seem to fall away. He is the most honest, genuine, kindest man that I have ever met in my life. And I wish him nothing but the best. Absolute gem of a guy. And for those people that want to sit around and take pot shots at him or, you know, make fun of him, you know, damn you. Oh, I'll go one step better. Fuck you. Oh, there it goes. There's more (laughs) vulgarity in this episode than there's been in in 49 others, folks. (laughs) Can't help it. It's just the way that it is. For folks that want to take pot shots and cheap shots at, 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 at freight train, you, you you all can kiss my ass, because if you knew Freight Train the way that we knew Freight Train, your opinion would change. All the man ever wanted to do was wrestle. That's it. That's, That's what he wanted to, wanted to do. He just wanted to wrestle. You know? So he's been able to live his dream. Don't take your piss and vinegar and try to rain it on his parade 
because he's getting to do something that you're not. Whether or not it's for $5 or 5000 it doesn't matter. He's well, getting to live in, his dream. Don't, don't, don't take cheap yeah. shots at him because, you know, it's out of jealousy. And if you do, and if you do um, don't think that the, the mild-mannered demeanor is going to stick around. Because I have seen him get, oh, I mean, just crack Jake Manning up in these interviews. I mean, it's just like he says whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. I will tell the story again in case you guys haven't heard this. Um, Jason, uh, no, it was David Funk and I were at, uh, got in early for uh, Queens of Combat. And all the PWX guys were sitting around, too, and I was talking to Freight Train, and I went and got him a water. So when I came back, there was Moose, Moose from Ring of Honor from PWX. And he had introduced Freight Train had introduced himself, and uh, Moose was like, yeah, I know who you are, bud, you know, shaking his hand, and they got to talking, and Moose said, you know, I haven't been in the business for very long. Free trade said without missing a beat. That's okay. You'll get better at it. <laughs> I but thought I, for I, mi- I laughed so hard I had to leave. I'm not going to tell the story because it it's just something that it's just for know. us. The <laughs> yes. Mr. Bojangles chicken story. <laughs> Freight train, I love you, brother. I love you. <laughs> How could you not love Freight Train? If you don't like Freight Train, then I think you're like the Grinch or something. Your heart is like, you know, five sizes too small or something. But Absolutely. Uh, uh, and <laughs> our next Armory Award is the female to watch in 2015. So, Bob, I'll let you talk about your choice. Well, this was a tough one because I, I bounced back and forth between two people. And it just so happens that Laura picked the second person. The person that I picked to watch in 2015, I had been, I had been familiar with, and 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 we were lucky enough to get her on the show. And that person is Jessie K. We had her on the show, and I was really impressed with her on the show. And everybody that I've talked to in wrestling, other wrestlers, the promoters kept saying the same thing over and over and over about her. Hard worker, good work ethic, positive attitude, you know, over and over. You know, and it's just like, you know, somebody's going to say something negative about her at some point in time. You know, she's a no-show or, you know, she doesn't want to do this or doesn't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Zilch. Hard worker, good work ethic, wants to wrestle. You know, did show prep work on her, found out about her stay in Maryland Championship Wrestling, started following her a little bit more, going back through, watching tape, just became more and more impressed, and then got to watch her at the Queens of Combat show and actually meet her and talk to her for a few minutes and was sold, sold beyond the stars. A lot of people were, you know, have asked me, you know, what, what do you think, you know, what do you see next for her? I honestly don't know why that Shine Wrestling has not had her on a card. So I know that there, are, I know that there are a lot of people that listen to this program that are in good with WWN and all that other good stuff. This is a person 
that needs to be on a card at Shine Wrestling for the experience, for the exposure, and I guarantee you she will put asses in seats. I guarantee it. Oh, I put this out definitely. put this out on social media. I guarantee you. You know, I have an eye for talent. That's not boasting or bragging. That's just the God's honest truth. Everybody this knows true, this. this Every true. time that I have talked about somebody on this program, their stock value has risen. People have talked about them. They have gotten booked on shows. Why? Really simple. I do my homework. This is a girl that will go far if given the opportunity. Give her a try. If you're a promoter in your area and you're looking for a quality female wrestler to come into your promotion, book Jesse K. Amen. Amen. My choice for female to watch in 2015 is Tessa Blanchard. I know mm-hmm. we've already sang uh, the praises of Miss Tessa Blanchard, but... You know, that match she had with Mickey James oh, at Queens incredible. of Combat was 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 incredible. I think it it showed that Tessa, you know, can hang with the big girls. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that Mickey is like fat. I mean like Mickey James is a former WWE champion for former TNA knockout champ. Um you know, that's you know, that's, That's not to be taken stuff. lightly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was a great match. It was a great match. And, um, there, you know, there's been a lot of talk about her being on WWE TV as of late. And she was figured, you know, featured prominently um, as a rosebud again um, mm-hmm. in Greenville, South Carolina. So you take that with, you know, what, however you want to. I, I believe that... She and a handful of other women are the future of women's wrestling. She, Charlotte, uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, heck, even Paige, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'll even go out on a limb and say Alicia Fox because I have no like Alicia Fox. I think that she's been given some shitty gimmicks, but anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I just think Tessa it has it. And what is that? If you don't know, then. You know, you need to watch Tessa, but that's just mm-hmm. my uh, opinion and my my pick for the female to watch in 2015. I, I think that um, you will see her in lots of places in 2015. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And our last, well, next to last uh, Armory Award is the male to watch in 2015, and um, Bob, I'll let you tell everybody uh, your choice of someone that you've been singing the praises of for quite some time. Yeah, this this is another tough category, and, and looking over Laura's picks, this could have been a three-way tie because I bounced all three of these names around in my head for some for some time. But what actually sold me on it was being able to watch this guy in person, and, I, and I've, said his, I've said his name on this program several times. The guy to watch for me in 2015 is the Southern Savior, John Schuyler. Uh I've watched, I've been around wrestling and have watched wrestling, not since, you know, we're not talking about a kid sitting in diapers not knowing what he was looking at. I've been watching wrestling since 1978 for 35-plus years. And I can tell you 
that there are a few guys that just pop. They just stand out to me. And you can say, you know, this guy, man, this guy's got it. John Schuyler is that guy. John Schuyler is the best pure athlete that I've seen in the ring in probably the last 20 years. Best pure athlete. Best heel character. Has great promo skills, great in-ring work. I don't know. I don't know if it's limited exposure, if he needs to get out and around a little bit more, maybe needs to get a look, you know, whatever. All I can say is this, Brian Kay, I know you listen to this show. You've got your hands on a gem of a talent, and I know that I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, and I can guarantee you folks that it is only a matter of time, not if, but when, John Schuyler is walking around with gold on his waist. And remember, I told you first. This is true. You know, um, I think the Tommy Thomas has even said this on Facebook, that if John Schuyler was like six foot two and weighed like, I don't know, 260s, 270, um, Mm -hmm. he would already be signed with WWE. Yeah, it, you know, we could, you know, I, I've bounced that idea around in my head, too. But after watching him, I, I don't I don't think I don't think that his size or his weight is a hindrance to him. Actually, I think it makes him even more dynamic. Right, because he's not that stereotypical. He's, yeah, he's not the prototypical six foot yeah. two, 260 pound you know, trouncing around bad guy. You just, you have to see this guy in person to to get what I'm telling you. And this is from all angles. This is from fan standpoint, from production standpoint, booking standpoint, everything. Everything around this guy just says star. That that That's what I know. And I couldn't decide... Uh, on my choice. So I picked two. And it's a tie. And both of them, I think, are going to go extremely far. I think think it's going to be a whole different ball game a year from now for these Mm -hmm. two. Uh, One would be Jackson James. Yeah. Who's, you know, has a, has, uh, won a role. I think I think they compete for the roles, but has won a role on um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, Skull Ranch yeah, Challenge. A, I, I think is what it's called. Yeah, he's a contestant on it. He's a contestant on it, and uh, that mm-hmm. that'll start January fourth, I believe, on CMT. Um, and just to watch him work, he's not been in the business very long, people. Uh, but just to watch him work, and we talked about it with Corky Franks, and I think this is what will serve him very well is the fact that he's not afraid to hear no. Mm-hmm. He he puts himself out there. He wrestles in all kinds of promotions, wrestles for PWX, Wrestle Force, he wrestles for Trans South. Um, he and Tessa went down and wrestled for a promotion in Florida. Unfortunately, I don't know what the name of that one is. 
but he is the kind of guy that's not going to be a, not be afraid, not going to be afraid to hear no. I mean, for God's sakes, he tried out for the Broken Skull Challenge. That's what it's called. Um, he tried out for that. I mean, he had to send a tape into where Stone Cold Steve Austin would see it. I mean, and for me, I would think being a wrestler and sending that to such an iconic wrestler that would scare the hell out of me. Wouldn't it, you? Yeah, no, it would have to be intimidating, and I'm going to throw a couple numbers out at you, and I'm sure Jordan Castle or somebody will correct me when I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong, is I believe that Jackson is 23 years old, and I believe that he has been pro just a little over, I want to say it's 16 months now. Yeah. I believe. So, you know, and to, to watch this guy look, in-ring ability, you know, did just imagine? It's like he was born to do it. Just um, uh, natural talent. We talk a lot of times about having natural talent. A lot of sometimes second generation wrestlers already having natural talent. He has natural talent, like a fish to water. That's what's uncanny about this guy. So. And my second choice is Billy Brash. Mmm. I think there is something so innately old school about him and the way in which he carries himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me tell you the funny thing that happened to me and a couple of my friends. Um, <laughs> at a PWX show in Thomasville. This guy, we're sit, we're standing up at the front where our seats are, and this guy comes in, a, a wrestling mask, and he's got one of those little miniature belts, like Sandow carries around. It's the world heavyweight title. Right. And we're sitting there, we're laughing and laughing and cutting up, and, and basically, you know, we're making fun of him. And I'd be damned if it wasn't Billy Brash. <laughs> Took off the mask, and, I mean... <laughs> took off the damn mask and got in there and ended up winning, you know, the the ITV title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. And, and after the show, he was like, yeah, I heard y'all talking smack about me. <laughs> we had no clue, not a clue who it was. So kudos to you, Mr. Brash, for pulling that off. And he just, his, he is another example of a great heel. Yeah, he told my fr- he told my friend Crystal like one of the first times we'd ever seen him. Uh, she needed to take off some of that eye makeup, you know, just got right up in her face, and and that's what heels do. They they get up in your face and they talk trash and they make you hate them. And he is so hateable <laughs> at PWX. He really is. And I think the two of them are going to be in totally different places come next year at this time. And I could be wrong. But I don't think I am. So um, those are two that um, that everybody needs to um, to watch. Um, <laughs> Jordan Castle says he's actually twenty three point six years old. Duh. Hashtag. I don't know. Hashtag. Not a stalker. So. <laughs> oh, Jordan. Funny, funny, quick story on Billy Brash was is that when I watched him. 
in his match uh, against Joe Black at uh, PWX. Oh gosh, yeah. He, uh, I want to say it was probably within ten minutes of the match. They had done a sequence, and he threw a clothesline. And I mean, it yeah. was stiff and just laid Joe Black out. And he turned and he looked right at me. I don't believe he knew who I was at that time because I introduced myself after the match, later on like, during the second intermission, or after after the after the show, not the second intermission. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, "That's how you throw a lariat." <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, guys, guys got it, man. The guy, the guy's got got good talent, good talent. So. You know. He he really does. I believe they're both going to go very far in mm-hmm. um, twenty in twenty fifteen. And besides the point, they're super nice guys. You know, mm-hmm. talking to them afterwards, super nice. Can't say enough good things about those two. But um, yeah. here's a here's a hard here's the hardest armory to pick. I believe would be the best episode of twenty fourteen. And you know, Bob, I. I just don't. I don't know. Um, well, I've got one picked out, and I think it's going to surprise okay. a lot of people. Okay, go right. I went ahead. back through it. I went back through and I looked over it, and you know, this there there's there's never uh, you know this is never a win win situation. I mean, it just because it always feels like you know, well, you know, if I I should have picked this or should have picked that. The best EP that I picked out was episode 36 when we had Big Country Ordway and Johnny Smalls on the show. That's a good one. The reason why I picked that is is that I got more comments, especially overseas comments, about Big Country and people going and, you know, we, we tell people, you know, this is the person's name, this is where they wrestle at, you know, Google them. YouTube them, check them out, this, that, and the other. And people, for the lives of them, including myself, and I believe that we said this, I think I said this to you in private afterwards, I would have never expected Mr. Ordway to talk wrestling the way that he talked wrestling compared to the way that he looks or works in the ring. Very well spoken. He gets it. Yeah, very well spoken, very quiet demeanor, very polite just totally opposite. I figured when we got him on, it was going to be a giant shoot fest, and there was going to be hollering. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was going to be hollering and carrying on and blah, 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 blah. Totally opposite of what I expected. Maybe that's why I picked that one. And with Johnny Smalls, I will never forget the stories of him talking about Reed Flair. Oh, yes. That was that was some heart wrenching stories of such a wasted life. Not not only just wrestling talent, but you know his his spark was snuffed out way too early. Way too early. Yeah. So that's what I picked. Good, bad or indifferent. Okay. I have Two because I can't decide. Okay. Uh, the first one I'm going to give some love to our five dollar friends would be the five dollar bill, y'all reloaded because <laughs> we couldn't do the show on Wednesday thanks to Blog Talk Radio, so we had to do it on a Thursday. 
And I absolutely love $5 wrestling. I'm unapologetically, unabashedly a fan of $5 wrestling because it's proof that there is a place in wrestling for everybody. Mm-hmm. And when we had Big Donnie on and, and our good friend Terry Houston and even Mr. Sleeve got in on the act, these are guys that truly love what they do. And it shows, and if you guys have never talked to Big Donnie, do so after a show. Because he can tell you some great stuff. His stories of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson are hilarious. He's got some good Wahoo McDaniel stories. He's got some good $5 stories. Donnie is just a treasure trove of wrestling history. And Terry Houston is one of the most legitimately tough tough men I've ever met in my whole entire life. Anybody that would sit there and tape Legos to his head and then go headbutt somebody, shoot. It's crazy. I'm telling you. It is crazy. And um, that's my first choice, just because... um, just because it's you know I'm giving love to my five dollar. Uh, Laura, I'll be I'll be right back, Laura. Sure. And my second choice is the episode that we had, or the two episodes that we had, uh, Miss Josie Morgan on. Um, Josie is a good friend of mine. There's no um, secret in that. Um, but I believe she let people in on uh a side of wrestling that you don't get to see a whole lot and especially from a woman's perspective. Great photographer, you know, has done booking as well. Uh loves Colt Cabana, uh, with a frenzy. Um, but if you guys need any photography, wrestling or not, go see Josie, triple threat photography. And mm-hmm. Josie Josie's story is very compelling too. Um but those two are my favorite uh, um, episodes, as well. and, and I'm like you. It was it's so hard to pick because you know after every show I'm like that's my favorite one, you know. Yeah. Just just because um, everybody brings something to the table, they really do. Right. And I and talking with the you know, this extraordinarily talented group of people that we have talked with, um, you know, this year is it's so hard to pick somebody or, you know, out. But those are my, um, those are my picks. And, um, I have some, um, I I have some little honorable mention awards uh, to give out, and if you'll give me just a second, I've got to catch up on my tweeting because that's I'm fine. I'm just I'm I, just choking to death. <laughs> God, I tell you, folks, I I was coughing, so I went and I got a cough drop, and I damn near choked to death on the cough drop. I'm like. Ugh. God, I had to say can't wait for losing. No, it's just been terrible. God, I apologize, folks. If you heard that heaving and 
carrying on in the background. That was just me dying live on air. That's all. That's uh, all. Nothing, nothing big. Um, nothing major. I, you know, and a lot of these are, you know, because of the simple fact of the matter is that I go to a lot of shows and we're involved with a lot of things. Um, but uh, I wanted to give out some honorable mention awards. And I can't talk tonight. I think it's the headache. I don't know. Honorable mention awards. And uh, the first one goes to is a an award called, I like to call right in the fields. <laughs> um, and I spoke to this gentleman after all this happened because I felt like I was emotionally taken advantage of, okay? Yeah. If you guys have not seen PWX's uh, iPay-Per-View, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger, shame on you. Go to highspots.tv and get it. Um, but I was there on the front yeah. row on stage. And after the match with uh, Lance Lude and, and Zane Riley, um, this was Lance's goodbye to PWX. He won't be in PWX mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Um. And so Zane is talking and talking, and he starts crying. And yeah. I mean, you guys know how much I love Lance Lude. I love Lance Lude. And like, I see Zane crying, I see Lance crying, and I start crying. And so I'm like all emotional here, and he keeps going on. And I saw Zane look over at me one time, and he just kept on and kept on. And, and then. <laughs> you can go F yourself to Lance Lude, and I'm not going to give away the whole ending. But I was emotionally taken advantage of, folks, because after the show, I told Mr. Riley um, about how I felt. And do you know what he told me? What did he tell you? Yeah, I looked. Yeah, I looked over at you and saw that you were crying, so I thought I might want to go on a little more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. God. Um. So, Zane also um, Zane also gets the Hello Bob award because when I saw yes. him or walked past him that weekend, which was more times than I can remember, every time I would walk past him, he'd say, hello, Bob. I'd say, hello, Zane. Hello, Bob. Hello, Zane. Hello, Bob. Just incessantly. It's like, I already know who you are and you know me. We don't have to keep doing this. But every time, hello, Bob. Nice guy. And the the best part about it is... um, He said that to you on I pay for you. Because yeah. I have I just happened to be looking over there and here he comes, he's like, Hey Bob <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, shall live in live and, in immortality. Um and speaking of Lance Lude, a great way to um segue into this uh, and this you know 
Um, you know, I took this from the old, and they still do it too, I think. I'm not sure because I don't really keep up with PWI like I used to when I was a teenager. But they always mm-hmm. had an inspirational wrestler award. Um Mm-hmm. You know, Sting has won it a bunch of times. You know, if somebody had was a, a heel and had turned face, they would get it. I believe Nikita Koloff won it that year that he turned face after Magnum's accident. However, mm-hmm. um, this I have chosen to go to Lance Lude. Um, if you have any questions as to why, I chose Lance Lude. You need to go listen to our interview with him. Mm-hmm. And Lance is one of the most friendly, warm people you'll ever meet in your whole entire life. And yeah. PWX is not going to be the same without him. I told him that uh, after the show that I was going to miss him terribly. He was one of the reasons I came to PWX, because I always knew that when Lance was in the ring, I was going to be entertained. Yeah. He was going to give it his all. And, you know, Lance just didn't take on little guys. He took on big guys. Yeah. Um, And and didn't care. Didn't care a bit. And his story is so incredible, the fact that he is even, you know, around today. Not just wrestling, but just around is, you know, pretty – it's miraculous, I think. If you listen to the story, you'll find out why. Quick, quick Lance Lude story was. Quick Lance Lude story was is that yep. I was standing talking to Jackson James and he walked past me and said, "Hey Bob, I want to talk to you. I want to get a picture." I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I'll be here." He's like, "I'm just going to put my bag in the back and I'll be right back." Well, he walked into one door and I never saw him come back out. And I was sitting there talking to Jackson and then you came up to me and said, "Lance is looking for you." And I'm like, "Well, I haven't went Fine. anywhere." And I guess he had came out and around through another door. So I walked over to him and, uh, you know, I said, you know, it was really great getting to watch you wrestle. You know, I really, you know, really enjoyed the work, you know. And he called me sir like five or six times. I'm like, you don't have to call me sir. My name's Bob. You know, sir is what I called my dad. You know, and, uh, you know, he was just like, you know, I wanted to thank you guys for having me on the show. Thank you for helping, you know, put me over. And, you know, just on and on and on. I was just like, Lance, you know, thank you for you know, for what you're doing, you know, and got a picture with him and, you know, all that good stuff. But I thought it was really cool that, you know, he intentionally took the time on a very busy weekend after a very big show, you know, before he left to, you know, to stop and talk. So my, my tip of my hat to uh, to Lance, I certainly wish him all the best. That's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Just the kind of guy he is. Um, the next award is the most surprising interview of 2014. And what I mean by that is you and I don't know sometimes a lot about the wrestlers that we talk to just from what we gather on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I think this gentleman really surprised me because he knows so much about wrestling that it's kind mm-hmm. of scary that that he's not doing something on a higher level. And that's mm-hmm. Mosey Kamahu. Mm-hmm. If you take the time to talk with him, he can break things down 
And it's just like watching a match, and it's like, you know, he needs to do this. Or did you see that? That's the way that goes. And it's just, it's pretty dang incredible, you know. And the stories that he told, you know, working with that um, uh, wrestling organization out of Detroit that is run by yeah. a theater director that and mm-hmm. you know all the stories of driving um oh god Zach what's his last name Ryder you know, no 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 maybe I, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong, wrong person the guy the amputee oh Zach Gowan yeah. Zach Gowan yeah um driving him around working with mm-hmm. Truth Martini Listening yeah. to Rock Monoff, you know, mm-hmm. saying that uh, uh, country music is white people's blues music. <laughs> you know, for me, that was just such a surprising interview. And, and you know, letting us know that wrestlers are not the most confident people in the world, although you look at them in the ring and you would think otherwise. So um, that's what that's what the most surprising interview uh, for me was. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It was uh, interesting to hear him talk about the Detroit-Chicago area. He even had old friends of the show that were involved in the wrestling business years ago calling in, asking him about certain people, how they were doing, and, you know, reminiscing on on, on certain promotions. So it was was pretty cool to to hear him talk and get his perspective on stuff. Another quiet, soft-spoken guy that you just didn't know what you were going to get, and it turned out to be a gem. I mean, it is, um, that was just, I mean, we get surprised at a lot of things, you know, that people say or talk about, but that, I think that was just a culmination of everything uh, mm-hmm. on that interview and um, was, you know, I had seen him at a Grindhouse show and told him the first time, I was like, hey, I need to get you on the sh- show, and I think he kind of looked at me like, who are you, crazy lady? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get that look a lot. Um yeah, uh, like, uh, who are you, crazy lady? But um, but when people find out, you know, that we are legit and that we are, you know, we're not going to ask a bunch of stupid questions. But um, anyway, the next award is, it has to be done. It it, it really does. It has to be done. Uh, it has to be, um, it has to be talked about because I think for for one thing is that, the person just called in all the time. And then yeah. the other one was like the the shit storm of the year. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah. You know, that was still being talked about at in the line at Queens of Combat. You're not um, kidding. <laughs> the heat seeking award goes to to tie people. One is Mr. Sleaze Eric Thompson. The other one is Rambling Ryan Martell. <laughs> and for the first half of the year, Sleaze would call in get, trying to get heat to get booked at WrestleCade, which he did mm-hmm. get booked at WrestleCade. And uh, he was at the uh, Fan Fest in the, in the Battle Royal. So he got heat, got booked. So good on you, Sleaze. I don't know what you're going to do for this upcoming year. But, you know, hey, you're always welcome to call in. Also, (laughs) Ryan Martell, I think he shit on everybody. I mean, literally. I I don't think there's anybody 
he shit on me and you. He called you uh, Bunk Bed Bob on Facebook one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the deal, folks, okay? <laughs> what Laura and I do each week is we provide a platform for people that are involved in wrestling to come on our program and tell their story in the way that they want to tell it. Some people take that opportunity to get themselves over in various ways where they talk about different opponents, or they talk about wrestling life on the road, they talk about this, they talk about that, and they say a lot. And then we get other guests on that come on and talk about absolutely nothing and think that they're getting over, but they're not. When you use the show as a personal platform to shit on other people in real life, then you just get what you got, which was what happened when, with Ryan's case. We presented Ryan an opportunity to come on and promote himself and, you know, do things that, you know, hopefully to help, you know, further his career. And Ryan chose to talk about everybody and everything underneath the sun in his own words. You know, all we do is provide the platform. Yeah, all we do is provide the platform. It's up to the guests. We try to steer them in the direction that, that we think that they might want to go. But ultimately, their words are their words, and we got a lot of crap over it. You know, that's just the way that it is. The only saving grace of that entire episode was the back half of it. We had Ronnie Nicole on, who turned out to be a tremendous guest. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people know that Ronnie Ronnie Nicole can be very opinionated about very several things. But the thing about Ronnie Nicole is, is that she has her opinion and uses that to work her way into bookings and boy does she ever and not going to begrudge anybody for getting work so nope. if you're a potential guest on this show it's your it's it's your choice all we do is provide the platform we just provide the medium very true very very true um yeah i <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's all I gotta that's, that's that. all I gotta say about that. Um that's that. Yeah. Um the best introduction goes to Ethan Gates. Yeah. <laughs> Bob at WrestleCade. That goober. That giant <laughs> bubba. Uh we've already told the story. I'm not gonna tell it again. It's just it's one of those priceless moments of it's just one of those priceless moments. Ethan, you hey. giant bubba. God. <laughs> Don't be putting down the bubbas. God's no, love I'm not the putting bubbas. down the bubbas. Love the bubbas. That introduction um, is bubba approved. Yes, it is. It, it <laughs> um, the the best three hour guest of 2014 goes to the only three hour guest. <laughs> Here's the thing is that, you know, it was an episode where George Coles and I were were running the show because I think you had work. You had a business yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. Um and I did not know Tommy well at that time like I do now. So and he had already told me once that P W X he was gonna smack me in the mouth. Um so, um, (laughs) 
George and I just let him talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. I think How I Met Your Mother had ended at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had seen on Facebook where he was very upset over the ending of that. So we just let him talk. And at the time, um, we did not know that blog talk would only allow you to talk for three hours. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> when the three-hour mark came, it shut us down. Yeah. And so Tommy calls me back. He's like, why did you shut the the episode off? I was like, Tommy, I didn't. Blog Talk did. So I here you can't talk all night, folks. But it was such <laughs> a great episode just to hear Tommy. And why in this world Tommy Thomas is not uh, booked at Ring of Honor with worst-case scenario is beyond me. I don't know either. You saw them. You saw them at WrestleCade and at PWX. There's not a better tag team in the Indies, I would say in wrestling right now, than Worst Case Scenario. And Tommy is just the best manager in the business today. Mm-hmm. If you watch his matches and you don't agree, then you're wrong. <laughs> That's just simple. You're wrong. And I wanted to add two real quick ones. I wanted to give a shout-out to our good friend Trash, who gets the award for most random call-ins of 2014. <laughs> Who's your favorite USWA champ whose last name does not end in Lawler? Lawler, yeah. and <laughs> I think he asked about Abraham Lincoln one time. I think so, something. I don't know. Or, or something, but Trash is a great guy. I met him at Chikara. I saw him at WrestleCade. I think he's going to... Uh, go to PWX, and we're going to sit at the, in the front row and do our own commentary. You never know, people. We might do it. However, um, I wanted to give an award out for two of our biggest supporters who listen every week, um, and that would be Mr. Jordan Castle and Mr. Luke, and I hope I'm not going to butcher your last name, was Kowski. Oh, Lord. Luke. Then you pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. Then shut up. <laughs> it's that simple. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, we're going, oh gosh, oh gosh, we're, go, we're going to go over time. I'm so sorry. Um, I want to give out the B, the best BFF award. And Thank you, Laura. You know, I, I I didn't I knew that you were going to give me this award, and I had a big long speech prepared, but you know, it's not a big deal. George, I think this was a bad idea. I was going to give it to you and my BFF, Caleb Conley. What? Yes. <sighs> Lord, then it should have been named our BFF award. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not sharing BFF with you for Caleb. <laughs> no. There's no that sharing that needs to be involved to it. Everybody already in, around the world has seen the video of the handshake felt around the world. Me and Caleb, we're tight. Tight. Yeah. Sure you are. Oh, sure. Uh, anyway, um... I just want to say thank you to Mr. Caleb Conley for being so nice to me and to this show and always uh, 
be you know if we asked you to be on the show you would always come on the show and we really appreciate that and thanks for um putting up with bob's mess for the past uh 10 months so and then i think like in october he decided to turn over a new leaf or got bumped his head or something i'm not sure but um we just want to say thank you and uh can't wait to see what 2015 brings you 2014 took you to china so who knows where uh you'll end up in 2015 and uh, so glad that you're back home at PWX. And would you like to present the next award? I can do that. The Armory Award for the Golden Co-host would be none other than Mr. George Coles, who has been a, a great supporter of this show, has actually filled in a couple of times, uh, both when Laura had uh, previous commitments and when I had previous commitments. Um, always am grateful for the efforts and work that George puts in behind the scenes. Um, he helps us he out a whole us, lot. Yeah, he, he, he makes us look good uh, when we're not sure of something or or need backup on something. And, uh, you know, George is a, a good friend, a good person, and a great fan of, of indie wrestling and wrestling in general. So, from uh, both Laura and I, George, we wanted to thank you very much for all of the work that you've done and, and, and all the support that you've given us. We we greatly appreciate it. We love you, George. Oh, so you're going to make me do the, the, the thoughts on 2014. Um, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on 2014. You know, when we started this, I don't think we really knew – where it was going to go as you any new you know endeavor that you set out upon I don't think you really know what it's going to do and I don't I had no clue where we would end up in December um that we were we've we've built a family I think um out of our out from our listeners and from our wrestling friends and um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for letting us in your lives and letting us be a part of um, this wacky, wonderful world of professional wrestling. And and growing up as a little girl in southwest Virginia watching TV with my mom and, you know, being able to meet some of the people that I know that she would have loved to have seen means more to me than you guys will ever know. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who uh, makes me feel like family when I go to a show, the PWX people, uh, the Tommy Thomas, Ethan Case, you know, Elijah Evans, Zane Riley, Caleb Conley, Billy Brash, Jackson James, Tessa Blanchard. Um, You know, the fact that you guys know me when I go to a show means more to me than you will ever, ever know. I I feel like I belong. And, Bob, I just want to say to you, thank you for being such a great co-host. I had such a great time at WrestleCade with you and your son. (laughs) He's a a trip. He really is a trip. And I think that um, I appreciate all your endeavors and for putting up with a lot of my mess. Um, I do appreciate it, Bob. It means a lot, and I think that we've got something good going on here, and 
I think 2015 is just going to uh, continue with help us continue doing a great show uh, for everyone. And we've got some great people lined up for 2015. Uh, I don't want to talk about it right now, but it's it's pretty incredible. I cannot wait until we can announce our first guest. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for this. 2015 is going to be an awesome year for us. Um, and thank George for, for uh, filling in for me when I couldn't be here. And Seymour Snot, I want to thank him because he was the first guest. No, 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 not Seymour, but uh, Terry Houston. Seymour was the guest. Terry Houston filled in for me one time as well, so... I didn't mean to get teary-eyed. I'm very sorry, but that's how much wrestling means to me. It's more than just watching wrestling on TV. It it goes. It touches a part of my heart. Uh, touches a little 12-year-old girl who gets excited when she sees Stan Lane. Anyway, I'm done babbling. I'm going to let Bob talk. <laughs> Thank you, Laura, for uh, for all your kind words towards me. You know, I had to. The same inclinations that that you did, and I, I wrote some stuff down, and um, we'll just go with it because, uh, you know, I can I can be an emotional guy when I need to be, and I I don't want to do that. Folks, we're going to return to the air on January seventh, twenty fifteen, and we plan on bringing you more of the great guests and the wrestling insight that you have come to expect from this show. Uh, both Laura and I want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for your continued support. Uh, We believe that we have stood by our pledge to bring you a variety of wrestlers from different promotions, from different parts of the country, asking them relevant and informative questions with integrity and humor. Our shows are 100% free. We have no sponsors, no paid advertisements, no political agenda. We both are fans of this great sport called wrestling, and we are humbled by the overwhelming response by the wrestling community, the wrestlers, the promoters, the fans, everyone, who said, these guys are doing something the other shows aren't. And there's a lot of shows out there. Lower and I both are aware of that, that we're different, that we aren't taking cheap shots, that we aren't asking dumb or embarrassing questions, that we aren't smarks that we are fans who are trying to make a difference by informing and entertaining other fans. We hope we've made a difference in your wrestling world. We hope you've enjoyed what we've done. I know that we have. We want to send out a special round of thanks to George Coles, Jeff Williams, Michael Rose, Terry Houston, Ryan and Kane at FNX Network. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Patrick Price and the staff at SSL Clothing, thank you. Cool Hand Luke, High Spots, Tracy and Brian at WrestleCade, thank you. Brian K and all the staff at PWX, thank you. David and everybody at SWA, thank you. Jason and everybody at Milestone, thank you. I'm more than certain that we've left someone out, because I always do. And if I've left your name out, it's not done on purpose. It's just out of old age, Jordan Castle. Thank you very much. Both Laura and I, want to wish you and your loved ones a safe and happy holiday season. We will be back on the air January 7th, and we will kick 2015 off with our first guest of the year, Ring of Honor star Adam Page 
will be joining us on January the 7th. Until then, we'll post some links to some of our most downloaded episodes to hold you over until then. Before we went on airtime, and I imagine after this gets posted up on iTunes, FNX, and Blog Talk Radio, we will have reached the 25,000 download mark by the weekend. For me, that's incredible that to think that people have tuned in or downloaded this episode number 50, you know, 25,000 times is just I can't I can't get my brain around it. We expect great things in 2015. We certainly thank you for your support. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Folks, we'll be back on the air January 7th. Until then, from Laura and I, remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next year. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.